So hi, this is Coach Mike Smith, connecting from Barcelona. Welcome. So this podcast series is about teams and the team dynamic and how developing team telepathy can help you consistently bring your fans to their feet. Joining us for these first two episodes is Tom Dorley. Tom is the founder and chairman of Sage Partners, who are our leading strategy and governance firm with a long list of clients from startups to Fortune 500s. And Tom's been a great team telepathy sounding board over the past year. So Tom's connecting in from Boston. Hi, Tom. Hey, Mike. And uh, I'm enjoying this conversation. As you see, it's been going on for over a year or so. I'm, in fact, uh, learning a lot myself in this interaction. Let me tell you a bit about who we are or who I am. Uh, I founded a company called Braxton Associates, a strategy firm, uh, and then merged that into what became Deloitte Consulting's strategy practice. And then as I got to be later in my career, shall we say, uh, I retired from Deloitte to set up Sage Partners, uh, which has the same sort of focus. Now, all the time with our clients, the focus has been on how to get them to grow. In terms of Braxton, we grew through the time I was at Deloitte, 25% per year. And at Sage, we started at two partners and now we're at and now we're at 20. The key thing about growth is that sometimes it's easy, right? Uh, the, the economies are good and so on. And so everybody sails along. But it's important to maintain the growth mindset, even when things are tough. And we're coming into this time when, when things are tough. And it's very important to say that growth is important. How do you grow? You establish a great strategy. You build a, a culture of trust and collaboration. And then you focus on your teams. You set your teams up and you turn your teams loose. And that's going to be really important as we go into this recession, confusion, whatever's coming next. So, Tom, look, let, let's go back a year then. COVID receding, uh, we're in conversation with business team leaders, and the common pain point is around post-COVID and getting your business team. As you said, business teams are important, getting them back into a successful new rhythm. And so the question to us as sport team developers, that could our sport team experience bring some new energy, thinking, advice to the table? And and you are one of the early ones to say that you really think there's something in this sport image, this sport metaphor, if we do it in a good way. Yeah, Michael. What, what I like about it is it's so visual. I mean, I, I can see what it what it what happens when a symphony orchestra comes together and the the, the, the audience jumps to his feet, or uh, somebody's chasing a puck down the down the ice, or a soccer ball down the pitch, or a basketball on the court. These are visual images which I can understand. And, 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 it re, and it makes much more sense than a series of, hey, folks, here are the six things you ought to do to energize your team. <laughs> this, this visual context is very, very powerful. It's a new way of looking at it, Mike, and I'm, I'm glad you're bringing it to the scene. So, Tom, let's talk about teams then, uh, because teams are at the, the center of all this. You know, for, for a sport team developer, it's the teams who are the engines, right? The teams are the ones who go out on a Saturday and, and get the result supported by the coach, supported by the club. But this idea of teams being the engines, I think, is hugely important, uh, particularly at the moment, right? And so if you look back into COVID times in the live sport sector, it was really tough, right? Teams playing in empty stadiums, no live fans, and that was a strange experience, right? And I hope, I hope that never gets repeated. But COVID really disrupted weekly training routines, you know, and you could see that in the quality of the games, right? Sport teams visibly lose something when they can't train together. In business, though, you know, particularly in tech and knowledge work, 
Now, during COVID, there was a strong and pretty successful pivot, right, to remote work. But there was also a cost, right? And the the business research shows that, you know, this shift to 100% remote has also weakened the speed, the fluidity, the sustainability of, of team collaboration in business, right? So finding this new way to play, if you like, for, for a collaborative business team is going to take some new thinking. Uh, it's going to take a stronger team focus from leadership. So do you think business is ready for this kind of focus and investing in this? Mike, I, I would have to say that a couple of years ago, people talked about teams at the C-suite and board level, but but they weren't invested in it, right? It was kind of like, hey, we should be thinking about this thing, but mm. not much happened. It has changed, yes. Now they do understand the importance of teams. They understand the fact that if you don't take care of your teams, what you find is in today's market, talented people are, are, are dynamic. They're fluid. They can move somewhere else. Mm. So so you have to tap them in terms of keeping them engaged and keeping them focused on, on, on what's happening in terms of your, your goals, your purpose. So, yeah, it has changed. COVID made a big change, and it is very different now, and that's a good thing. That is a very good thing. So, again, our thinking was as, as sport team developers, also we have a lot of experience in business over the years, that we could help figure out what makes a good team special. And we thought that was the key question at the moment because this unprecedented time is going to need a special team in which to thrive. So we asked ourselves that question within our group and had a long exchange of opinions. Of course, coaches love to talk for hours about what makes a sport team great. But the core of this, I think, was captured by a basketball associate, and she gave a description of a professional game she just watched over the weekend, her team. So they're a point down. It's the last minute. They're flowing up the court, but there's this ironclad defense. There's no way through, right? One player drives through, but decides not to take the shot and makes this behind-the-back blind pass into an empty space. There's no teammate. But a split second later, the teammate glides into that open space, picks up the ball, dunks, and it's the game winner, right? And the fans in the stadium are on their feet going crazy. And then we all agreed that, that these special teams have this, you know, fluidity, speed, vision, uh, inventiveness, playfulness, and they play as if they're telepathic, right? And this team telepathy can create these amazing game-changing moments, Uh and those moments bring the fans to their feet. So this became kind of that driving visual image for our future work with business teams. So, Tom, bringing fans to their feet is a powerful image, right? It is, Mike. And then there are some examples of where it happens right in business. Uh, I'm a big fan of, of Apple. I'm wearing an Apple watch. I've got a MacBook that I'm uh, talking to you on. I've got earbuds in that are from Apple. And uh, and we have an, I have an iPad. So everything's all Apple. But the important thing is... You, you sometimes see Apple in, in these moments where, in fact, fans do come to their feet. Have you ever walked by an Apple store? Uh, we have a son that teaches at Stanford. I've gone over to the Stanford Mall. There's an Apple store there. There's always a line. And there's great energy inside it. And you say, wow, that's an example of the, not just the product, but the people, the teams, bringing the fans to their feet. And it's very powerful. I'll give you another simple example. There, there's, a in the U.S., uh, a small, small format store. 10 to 15,000 square feet called Trader Joe's, where most of the stores are 100,000 square feet or more. And, and when you say, well, how do they succeed? Well, one, one way they do it 
is when you walk into the store, everybody's happy to greet you. Sort of a normal store, you say, hey, where's the ketchup? They say, oh, it's in the back of aisle three, and you go find it. You ask somebody at the Trader Joe's that, and they say, hey, let me take you to where the ketchup is, and it's different. And there's such an energy there that I asked once a, uh, a manager of the store, I said, hey, what's going on here? How does this happen? He says, you know what we do? We screen on the basis of attitude. Uh, we can teach them about the beans and the berries, but we, teach, we want them to have the right attitude. Mm-hmm. And that's powerful. And when you're going to talk about this, uh, Mike, and how it goes forward, you have to put all the pieces together, and it includes all those, all those factors. It's hard to do, but, man, when it works, it is powerful. Those are two great examples, uh, Tom. What it also shows with, with those companies is over the past two years, there's a lot that's shifted, right, in, in many, many ways, right, and particularly in the mindset of, of the workforce. And even those two examples, those two brands, in recent times are getting a bit of a pushback that kind of unsettles them, right, um, around return to office, to, uh, around Trader Joe, Joe's kind of wanting to become more constructive about the work formula, you know, that they use. These discussions weren't there before. And it goes back to a point you made to me of this kind of team dynamic, what we call team telepathy, is something that you have to constantly renew. You build and even top brands have got to invest in making sure that this continues. Absolutely right. And and, and so it's a matter of putting all the pieces together. You have to have a great strategy. You also have to have a culture of collaboration and trust. And, And when you have that, you can then set up your teams for, for success. And, and that's really important. You're kind of getting feedback on an ongoing basis from the team. You're making adjustments from the strategy and culture level. They're making adjustments in terms of the customer interaction. Both are important. We had the opportunity to take our team telepathy metaphor, if you like, this team telepathy being this purposeful, playful, uh, dynamic that creates these amazing moments, these magical moments that bring the fans to their feet. We took that that image to the committed and super smart people at Google Creative Works. And these are the minds behind the creative development of YouTube. And as you expect, you know, this team is looking to get one step ahead of return to office, of new hybrid. Um, so we did a interaction with them over over six weeks or so. And the feedback was that this process, this catalyst called team telepathy had achieved three things. One, that it helped create a more positive mindset around return to office, reimagining office, hybrid work formula. Uh, It sharpened the individual ownership of making this back to the not normal, if you like, work for everyone. So it's not something that was just left to the company to create that. And finally, it would serve some insights that managers could use to further support their team. So that was the result, and we were pretty happy with that, Tom. And, and you should be, Mike, because that's exactly how it's going to work. And and in fact, by, by describing that, that example, you can see that it's sort of not kind of the overused example of, uh, of uh, what the team means, where these mm-hmm. are the six things you ought to do as your team. You know, that's kind of boring. Uh, or to say that you give that sort of rousing speech or the CEO sends out a, a message that's saying, well, here's who we are. That's not good enough. 
it is hard work. And it's like the work you did at, at Google. You have to put together an entire process. It's about mm-hmm. what you do when, when they're not in the office. It's what you do when, 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 you're, when you're connected. It's what you do when you're sort of on-site developing your, your new product or pitching yourself to a client, customer. All that stuff is important. And it all comes back to this magic of team telepathy. Uh, the teams, in fact, are the engine, Mike, as you've said. And, and I like that idea. And this is just a, a great metaphor. Caution. you got to do the whole process and it's not mm. easy. It's not simple. When you do it right, it really works. Yes, and I, I think the way we presented the sport metaphor, it, it's not like train like an Olympian, be resilient, go team, as you, as you you mentioned. It's not that locker room speech. You know, it's something more subtle than that, more applied than that. And we just present. You know, sport is another example of creative, goal oriented, emotional human activity. You know, where the team dynamics really visible and the end result bringing fans to your feet is a great image. So I think once you know what's underneath that, you know, you can then successfully nudge your creative work team and the leaders just to bring on a different way of thinking, you know, and then adapting that thinking to their culture, their needs, their situation. So I think that's all for today. I think we've covered a lot today. Um, in episode two, we're going to outline the simple process and framework for further developing team telepathy in your team. Uh, so Tom, look, thanks for your insights. Um, look forward to having you back for episode two. Sounds good, Mike. I look forward to it as well. So in closing, if you have ideas and questions around team telepathy, we would love to have a discussion with you. We can book a time with you. If you want to ask some questions, please contact us via our landing site. And until then, stay well and support your team.